know what, Jamie? Let's pop off right now. We gotta get started. <laughs> we gotta go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's get the people in the chat. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Hit and Hustle from IrishSportsDaily.com. I am your host, Greg Flamong, and this is the first morning after recap of the season in 2023 following Notre Dame's win yesterday over Navy 42-3. to um, If this is your first time catching this show, what this is is just uh, I talk about the game, just uh, I guess fi- not really final thoughts, just morning after thoughts. So that uh, we can kind of dissect. Everyone slept on the game. Uh, and so some of our impressions become a little bit more clear about what we saw, uh, how we feel about it. Um, the first thing that I do every single morning is I uh, I check you know, Twitter. I check the stats. I check the PFF stats and all those uh, different uh, bits of information. And so I'm always itching to talk about the game when I wake up. So I decided to start a show and uh, it was quite popular last year. So I decided to run it back. Uh, thank you everyone for being here. There's there's a ton of uh, interactions in the chat so far, which I really appreciate. We're going to get to that. Uh, so if this is your first time catching the morning after recap, and uh, if, you, if you didn't catch our uh, uh, instant reaction show yesterday, you're going to want to subscribe to our channel um, on the Irish Sports Daily YouTube show. Uh, subscribe to that, please. Uh, if you like what you hear, hit the like button, hit subscribe, hit notification bell. Uh, links, this will go up as the podcast as well, so I'll, I'll put it up on the pod feed. Links to the podcast are in the description below. And before I get going, I need to talk about VSR Media because I forgot to talk about them yesterday uh, in the uh, in the, in the in the recap show. So I need to talk about them. If you like the new intro that you saw uh, for this show, uh, that is done by VSR Media, which was founded by Notre Dame football pregame host and Emmy Award-winning anchor Fahid Sadrazadeh, who I believe was in uh, Ireland yesterday with the. With the ABC crew, ABC 57 crew, uh, VSR Media provides professional and cinematic video and photo. Whether you're looking for a collegiate or pro-level highlight reel, have a personal story to tell, or aiming to diversify and grow your, or grow your business, VSR Media specializes in short and long-form video storytelling, social media management, and website design. VSR Media also captures professional headshots, senior, and sports photos. Contact them at vsrmediacompany.com. Mention Irish Sports Daily to receive 20% off your first project. Visit them online or give them a call at 574-800-9106. All right, let's get to some of the comments in the chat uh, straight away. C-Max says, did I see the pick of Joe Alt and Conor McGregor? I did not. I did not see that. So if, if there's a way to put it in the chat, I'll, I'll put it up here. Uh, DBZ, good morning. How are you? Uh, S. Gomez, happy winning Sunday, uh, winning Sunday morning to everyone. Uh, Josh Spangler is here. Rob M., Jason Smith, Patrick Nolan, uh, ND for Life, John Murphy. Uh, so many good comments. All right. Uh, first time already subscribed. Thank you, Josh Spangler. I really appreciate that. Um, let's see. Jason Smith says, uh, Tobias and Sam, uh, hit will hit that missed touchdown a couple times this year, in my opinion. Absolutely. I think uh, a lot of people, you know, I think the narrative around Tobias is that he wasn't stepping up or wasn't ready to step up. I think that he's going to be fine. Jamie and I talked about uh, how it's going to be different people every week. He very, they very easily could have connected on that. Tobias is running a wide open by three or four yards. 
Nendi for life says he got tackled. Absolutely. Uh, I don't know how I don't know how you're picking up that flag. What you saw is is that exactly what happened. Um, so that's that's what it is. But I'm not concerned about about Tobias at all. Uh, there were a couple other plays that I just saw in the replay where if if uh, if Sam had a little bit more time, he had Tobias going on another go route on a couple go routes actually. So I'm not worried about it. It's it's to me it's not a concern. The other wide receivers uh, went off. Jaden Greyhouse obviously had a huge game, and interestingly, uh, we'll get into this later. But I think that it was interesting the amount of snaps that Greathouse and Colsey got. Uh, eight snaps for Greathouse, seven snaps for Colsey. I mean, I, I felt like they were out there a lot more than that. Um, I'm not going to go back and check, but maybe I, I don't know. It seemed like they were out on the field a lot more than. Um, then that would have, you know, implied because uh, I, I just didn't. I I thought they were out there a lot more, but eight snaps for Great House, seven snaps for Colsey. Obviously very productive in those snaps. Um, so it was a good game for those guys. It was good to see the receivers, you know, making plays. I obviously, uh, Jaden Thomas had a really strong game. Um, we saw the one drop from Tobias on the screen, which I know he's going to be frustrated about. Uh, Andrew, uh, 20 plus snaps for, for gray was shocking. Uh, we, we weren't shocked. Jamie and I weren't shocked. I think it was a little bit more. Um, I, I think it was because of the fact that it was a blowout, you know, that they, they wanted to get Ben Morrison out of there. They wanted to get Cam Hart out there, out of there. There's no reason for them to, you know, be putting their bodies at harm's way. Uh, Jaden Mickey had, 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 a, had a bunch of snaps in the game. I think he was just behind. Um, I think he was in the 27s. Uh, the snap counts for him. I think he had 27s. Let me just check that for you uh, to make sure that is accurate. Jaden Mickey, 27 snaps. Uh, and um, Ben Morrison, 30 snaps. Cam Hart, 29. So they got him out of there. Christian Gray with 21 snaps. So um, it was they, they wanted to get those guys out of there. It was a really good opportunity for the staff to, to get multiple guys in the game. Uh, so, yeah, so let's uh, – Bob, Bob uh, Duato. So here's the thing. Rico Flores, 19 snaps. Uh, Jaden Gray. I, I just feel like maybe that's not correct, you know, and, which is unfortunate because if I can't, if we can't be trusting the, uh, the, the, if we can't be trusting the, the counting stats from PFF, then that's really bad. Jaden Greathouse with eight. Uh, Rico Flores with 19. Tobias is down for 35, 35 of the 58. So I, I just, I don't know. I mean, they should, the, those stats should be the easiest to count because it's like literally no subjectivity at all. You're just it's just writing down who's out there. So, uh, but we'll get we'll get into that stuff. Sneed's snap count was 27 snaps. 27 snaps for Jalen Sneed. Um, so before I get into all that, I just want to give a, a, an overall takeaway of what I thought, and I mentioned this on the uh, on the put on the instant reaction as well. I just think that. You know, this was a big, this is a big offseason for Marcus Freeman, you know, coming off of last year. He's he's starting to make the program into his own. And the way that they came out on both sides of the ball, not so, I mean, they were a little bit sloppy tackling, which is, you know, the option is a big contributor to that. I think the rain and the slickness of the field was a big contributor to that. But in terms of their assignments, in terms of guys knowing where they needed to be, being sound. The guys aren't running around lost. You know, they aren't turning guys loose with Navy because, you know, when you're not organized against Navy, 
they're going to hit you for some big plays, some big explosives. We didn't see that in the game. Uh, they had one kind of missed coverage from uh, Thomas Harper that that led into a 35-yard uh, or a 39-yard gain for them. Obviously, in the first drive, they had they had a pass where um, a couple guys were running free, but, I mean, these are, you know, isolated incidents, right? So I thought they were on point. Uh, offensively, I thought the operation was – was very good was I mean it was I, I was that was probably the most impressive thing that I saw in the game and what I took away from it just how how they executed and how work how well they 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 were prepared for what their plan was it's one thing to it's one thing to have a good plan it's another and, and have a good script and 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 have you know have good ideas on offense of what you want to do. It's another thing to get your guys to be able to execute that plan. I thought Jared Parker did a great job. I thought he had um, not only, again, a good plan of what he wanted against the blitz. We saw a couple blitz beaters like on the first, on the first drive with, with the, with, with draw play to Audrey Gestime that went for 10. And then they, they slipped Audrey Gestime out into the flat um, which really got their linebacker confused, and the, and that's a that's a screen. That's not one of those things where, uh, you know, he's slipping out of the backfield and everyone else is running around. It's like that is a planned screen because he's designed to catch it behind. But it's a screen without the lineman going out essentially, because um, if you look on the replay, the receivers are all blocking. They're not they're not uh, looking to run routes. So I thought they had a good plan for that. They executed very well. And look, major tests for Jared Parker coming out. First time offensive coordinator, you know, obviously a big game for him, right? In terms of just like his career and his life, um, got the chance to call Notre Dame offense, 7.8 yards per play, 27 first downs on 58 plays, just really good stuff from him. Uh, so I can't be more impressed with that. I couldn't be more impressed with, with um, just how, again, how, how they managed the offseason. Marcus Freeman took a chance with the with the physicality in practice. You know, he talked about that. And when you want to go physical, you are basically just, I'm taking a chance that, that I'm not going to incur a bunch of injuries. I'm not going to get a bunch of guys hurt. Because, you know, we've, we've seen, you know, Brian Kelly, he, at first, you know, uh, early in his career at Notre Dame, he was physical, guys got hurt, he pulled back, and he, he said, I'm not going to do that. Marcus Freeman said, you know what, in order to be the team we need to be, we need to be physical. We need to be competing all the time. And he took a chance. He, he, he came out fortunate, right? He didn't incur a bunch of injuries in camp and the team looked physically ready to go. Um, so that, I thought that was a big part of it. Um, I'm just going to get to a couple other comments in the chat. Um, let's see. Jason Smith says, one thing I liked to see was after love's first run, he seemed a little hesitant at the hit. The next one, he made sure he wasn't a uh, lasting thought about him. So I, I think, I think what you're saying is he, so, uh, Jeremiah love, he got hit. He kind of got spun around a little bit. I thought that the, he had another long run where he could have bounced it, kept it up inside, kept his head down. And then um, made a few extra yards, and he was looking ready to break away. But you know, obviously, Navy kept after it. But that was really—it was one of those runs where I thought, you know, Dylan McCullough said Jeremiah Love is about that life. I think that's true. I, I think that bo that bore fruit. Jeremiah Love is about that life, 
And so I thought that was a really, I thought that was a really good example of that. So it was good to see from him. Um, Jay says that the only, I think the only thing that scares me is DJ Brown. Um, I don't think he scares me. I think he, he had the one bad play where he missed the tackle. And then on another one, he slipped in coverage. Um, again, the field is, is slick and that sort of thing. I, I, I think, but that we do have to understand with DJ Brown, like it's not, it, this is his fifth season. Uh, we've seen this, right? Like we know what he is. I think he's going to be solid for Notre Dame. I don't, I'm not concerned about him in the sense that, you know, we know he can play. We, we, we know what he can do as well. Um, I would expect to see a lot more Ramon Henderson in, in the coming weeks uh, as you get away from the option offense and that sort of thing. Um, I'm not worried about that. You know, on the, you know, I thought just on the main, I thought JD Bertrand played a good game. Uh, PFF has down his has him down for four missed tackles, which is you don't want to see that. You don't want to see that. 2011 or 2021, he had a ton of missed tackles on the season. I think a lot of people chalk that up to the wrist and how he had a pretty bad wrist injury there. Last year he cleaned it up and uh, four missed tackles in the opener. You, you don't you don't want to see that. Um, Andrews making the point about Jack Kaiser was very assignment sound, but would like to see him attack a tackle instead of let the guy fall into him. You know, I think Kaiser was a little bit too after the ball in this game, just generally. Um, it's just, you got you got to get guys on the ground. You know, it, it, he had one play where obviously he's trying to strip the ball as he's making the tackle, the back gets away from him. And that was like a little back too. Like that guy was not, was not big. Um, so that 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 was interesting to see. Uh, Jay makes a good point. I think if Biagi was aggressive, we'd have blocked two punts. Hopefully, help he ups the aggressiveness. He he definitely did not take chances. There were a couple times where they had it looked like if they had sent one more player, they would have gotten in. So that that'll be interesting to to monitor going forward. Um, it's just it. I I liked the one Chris Tyree. You know that he had a nice little return there where he he slipped down again as he was going to make a cut. Uh, there was there was a, a previous punt, the first punt of the game. I thought I wanted to check his confidence, and it was a ball that he let fall, which didn't end up hurting because again it was a it was a very uh, wet field, and I think the grass was a little bit. Uh, it wasn't going to be conducive to a bunch of like hit the ground and roll. It wasn't going to be conducive to that. But it was one where it's like a confident player runs up and catches it. Now it's wet and everything, and and I totally credit that, right? I've I've returned punts before, and and I was I never dropped a punt, but it was one of those things where it's like sometimes it's like I'm I'm good to let these hit the ground. Um, so that was uh, something to monitor. But I thought I thought the one punt return he had was good. They, they looked like the blocking was good. They got about uh, ten to fifteen yards on it, which you'll take every single time, which make every single time there. Um, Let's see another comment from Josh Spangler. Navy week always makes me nervous with injuries. Came out pretty clean. Yeah, we, did, we didn't hear anything about injuries um, from the players, anything that's going to be long-term, so that, that's another one. Um, let's see. JP, good morning, uh, Greg. Nice game plan by Parker. Wide receiver screens are back. Rudolph run game plan looks awesome. Uh, JP, uh, thank you for being here, JP. Uh, yeah, he, yeah, Parker had the, the screens in the, in the game plan. The wide receiver screen to Colesley obviously hit. He makes a man miss, and there's nobody left. And goes and runs for a touchdown. Um, I thought I thought Rudolph had had those guys ready to go, and and 
the other big story from this game for me was Pat Coogan and Rocco Spindler looked good. You know, obviously probably not perfect when, when we all watch it back. We're going to notice some things from those guys where you think, okay, like there's there's a little bit of, you know, turning guys loose. Uh, there was one play where, you know, it was it was the pass on the sideline to uh, Deion Colsey when he made that really good contested catch there. Someone comes free. Uh, I think it was, I think it was the B gap in between, in between uh, Alt and uh, in between Alt and uh, that would be Spindler. Or, I'm sorry, Perel, uh, Coogan. It would be Alton Coogan comes in between there. Maybe it's a Jeremiah Love mistake. I don't really know because he was also back there. Like maybe he stepped to the wrong, to the wrong gap. But um, if if they're able to pick up that block, that was one where Tobias had a more than a step on the safety and he's running free with no one behind him uh, for a touchdown. Um, obviously it worked out. Sam Hartman made a great throw under pressure. And uh, speaking of Sam Hartman making great throws under pressure, six of six when pressured, which is uh, by my math, a hundred percent passing uh, and 84 yards and two touchdowns. So both touchdowns were thrown where he was under duress as, as we, as we all saw Touchdown to Great House, the one over the middle. He's getting hit on his knees. He's basically just flicking the ball. He's not stepping into it or anything. So that makes that a really good throw. Um, I questioned just when it happened, like, is that guy diving his knees for no reason? But um, it looked like the, the defensive lineman tripped over the foot of Coogan. So uh, not a dirty play by him. So we're going we're gonna to leave that uh, there. Um, yeah, Jay notes, uh, J.D. Bertrand. Ran down the running back on the pitch. Uh, J.D. looks solid. I, he did. That was a, a good athletic play. J.D. Bertrand's a good athlete. Um, made the play on there, and it forced a fourth down that I don't think they converted. So that's – or then maybe they just punted, which the Navy coach, man, you, you got to be more aggressive. You're, you're 20 you're twenty point underdogs. You, you got to be going for some of these fourth downs, man, because all you do is you punt to Notre Dame, and then they go down and score a touchdown. That's it's not going to work. You cannot be you cannot be kicking to the superior offensive team. Um, when was the last time? This is a good question, Tyler Borgman. When was the last time a tight end didn't even get a target in a game? Ooh, um, it's a good question. That's <laughs> yeah, uh, I'd have to I'd have to go look that up. It, it, it what's interestingly, interestingly, they were out there a ton. Um, Mitchell Evans, 50 of 58 snaps. So he was out there pretty much all the time holding stays 39 of 58 snaps. So, you know, I think, I think they were, um, Mitchell Evans ran 19 pass routes, uh, holding stays with eight. Um, so it's, uh, that's what it is. It'll be interesting to monitor that going forward. Maybe it was just a game plan thing. I don't know, but that that's a good uh, that's a good question by Tyler. Um, let's see, uh, Jay. What type of offense does Tennessee State run? We'll get into that. Uh, Jamie and I will get into that next week, probably on Thursday. Um, so that's uh, that's something that you're going to want to look out for. Subscribe to the channel, please. That would be great. You're going to catch that. Uh, Tobias needs to compete for the ball. He needs to step up. Um, I'm not, again, I'm not, I don't have any like concern about that. I think that ball is, I think it's, it's late. And not only is it late, the trajectory is really low. Like it hit the corner on his shoulder pad. 
You know, it's not like he stuck his arm up and he got his hand on it. Like it hit him in the shoulder um, after he's hitting Tobias, right? Like it, it's a penalty 100% of the time. He threw the flag and then they picked it up. I just don't. Um, I don't. I just don't. I don't like it. I don't like it. Um, uh, Andrew says, was Pine's unwillingness to check down his weirdest trait by far? Um, I think, well, I think what you see and from an experienced quarterback like Sam Hartman, he, he has confidence being back there. He, his internal clock is, is different from everyone else's. Like he knows what to do. He knows what he has time to do. You know, the touchdown to Greyhouse is a really good example. Like he, he's scrambling around, he's scrambling around. He knows where to look. He's not tucking and running there. You know, he, he knows where to look. He, he knows what the coverage is and he knows where he's going to have an outlet. And he finds Jaden Greyhouse by himself in the end zone. Like it, that sort of thing is what you get from experience where he's not going to get rattled by really anything. You know, he knows like, oh, that we, we, that we've got a free rusher here. I have to get the ball out to, to Dion Colsey. Right. And I know that it's zero coverage. So the DB is not going to be looking and sitting on something. So he doesn't have to, he doesn't have to worry about that. Like, so, his experience allows for that sort of thing. He always knows where the checkdown is going to be. Um, so it's it, to me, it's like that's not a Drew Pine trait as much as it's just a lack of experience by him. And the same thing from Tyler Buckner as well. So that's part of the the advantage of having uh, Sam Hartman on your team. Um, and so that that's that's an important thing. Brian Haney with a very good question. Uh, how can you tell if the win was that impressive or if it was just Navy? It's to me, it's, it's an impressive win versus Navy. And that's all you really want, you know, cause that's all you can do. All they can do is have an impressive win against Navy. So it, I, the, the, I think the crux of the question is, is this repeatable for Notre Dame? Can they, can they sustain this level of play against better competition, right? We're not going to have that answer, that question answered next week because Tennessee State is probably a worse team than Navy in, in a lot of ways, right? Especially up front, you know? So we're not going to have the answers to that question. I think that a big part of why I'm, I'm optimistic following the game is because of what we talked about before in terms of their organization and their assignment soundness, you know, like any team, you know, Navy is a type of team that obviously can confuse Notre Dame. They confused Notre Dame the year before, right? Like they, they gave them, they asked a lot of questions that Notre Dame didn't have the answers to. And yesterday that was not the case. It, it seemed like everything Navy was doing, Notre Dame had an answer for it. Now, whether or not it was executed perfectly, is another thing, but generally it was, you know, that Notre Dame had 27 first downs on 58 plays like Notre Dame, like that is a high level of execution. And that's always what you want. Like that is what signals to you, the fan and to the coaches like, Hey, we have prepared this team, right? So it's an impressive win versus Navy. Now you're going to have different questions against a team like NC state, Right where physically it's going to be a lot more difficult for Pat Coogan and Rocco Spindler. You know, that's going to be a different set of questions. But I think the fact that they were able to execute that 
in the opener. And then you you saw the amount of different ways that Notre Dame get different people at the running back position, right? Like, I don't think we're going to see a, too much, you know, Devin Ford. Um, I think they're going to ease in Jadarian Price just by his snap count, right? Like, they didn't give him a ton of work. Like, I think in the NC State, um, in the NC State game, it'll be a lot more Audrick Estime and Jabron Payne. Um, but I think the wide receiver rotation, like that will continue to be a thing where they get different receivers in there. Like we said, they didn't even throw to the tight ends. You know, they didn't throw to the tight ends yesterday. Like obviously that's something that Notre Dame has in their bag. So they just have a lot of options. And I think that having Sam Hartman again ensures that the level is at least going to be, you know, I don't know, as as close to what we saw today from a back. Like, because here's the, here's the other thing, okay? Great game by Sam Hartman. He didn't do really anything so special that you think that's why we have Sam Hartman. I know a lot of people like to say that, but yesterday was not indicative of what Sam Hartman can do. It's not. He can he can take his game to another level. So I think the difference between this year and obviously the previous year is that this is all repeatable. They didn't do anything super special yesterday. They can do this again, right? And so this is where this is where I'm optimistic about it. It's because there's nothing they did that was like, oh, I don't know. Like, for example, like we, we've seen Notre Dame like. If if it be one thing, if it was sloppy, and and then we just saw you know a team Notre Dame team play where it's like someone fell over, like they threw a ball and someone slipped, and that's how they got their points. Everything was executed very very well, and so again it goes back to the level of execution. It, that's going to be repeatable. The way that they played yesterday is going to be repeatable. It didn't look like it was a it was very difficult for them. It wasn't look. It didn't look like they had to extend themselves. So it, that that's that's to me, Brian. And I hope this answers your question. Is that it's an impressive win versus Navy? They're going to get tougher tests, but it's all repeatable. This is all something they can repeat over and over again. Uh, so thank you for the question. That that was a good question, uh, Greg. If you were in charge, who would you put uh, back deep to return kicks? I'd put Love back deep. I'm surprised Payne is back deep. Well, I think Payne is in my opinion, not meant to be the kick returner. He's the, he's basically, he's not the deepest guy. I think they wanted to go to Devin Ford and we didn't really see him get a chance. So I want to see Devin Ford get the ball. I don't really mind um, Jeremiah Love not being back there because they're giving him touches on offense. And if you're giving him touches on offense, then you don't need to put a freshman back there when you have someone else in Devin Ford. So that's how I view. It. They gave him. They gave him work. They gave him the ball. They gave him the ball early. I mean, first half, he got work. So it wasn't like it was a garbage time situation for Jeremiah Love. So I, I think that I'm I'm fine with Devin Ford until we see him right. And maybe, maybe, uh, maybe later on it makes more sense to do that. But for, for right now, I think I think I'm okay with it. But we'll monitor. We'll monitor that, uh, Jay. We'll, we'll we'll keep an eye on it. Um, Esteban with a really good point. 
Good morning. Uh, to Brian's question, when Notre Dame is good, they take it to Navy. When they are so-so, they struggle against Navy. I think that's a good point. I mean, there's a really good correlation between the way Notre Dame performs against Navy and how good their team is. Obviously, the 2012 team, the 2015 team gave it to a good Navy team. 2019 gave it to a good uh, Navy team. That's an 11-2 and two team. Uh, 2016, obviously lost to Navy, right? Uh, 2017 was a little bit different just because of when it happened in the season. Uh, I think that team was beaten down by that point. Uh, 2018 team gave it to Navy. Uh, so, and then 2021 gave it to Navy last year. Uh, 2022 was, you know, an eight and four team and they were crushing Navy early and then they struggled. So I think that's a really good point. Uh, by Esteban there. Uh, good contribution to the chat here. Um, Esteban, another question. Uh, do you think Tobias is trying too hard given he dropped a pass he should have caught? Is he thinking about it too much? It's possible. I mean, I, I do think that I do think that Tobias is the type of player who who really wants it, who really wants it. And I know he was frustrated by the uh, the drop on the screen. Um, so I, I could see him, I could see him pressing a little bit and look, he'll get out of that. Like it, to me, it's just, again, it's, it's, I don't want to make too big of an issue of it. Cause a, I, I haven't, it's not like I speak to Tobias. So I don't know how he feels about it. Just my impression is that he's a kid who really wants it, who really puts in the work and he really works hard. Like I, he he's working really hard in the, in the pat in the blocking game as well in the run game. So he's put he you know his effort level is there. I, I'm I'm not concerned about him. He's going to have some really big plays for Notre Dame this year. I, I just think we we can all be patient. And I think he should be patient as well. Uh, Tyler Hack with a shout out for uh, Isaiah Rutherford got a pick six for UMass uh, yesterday. So um, uh, good for him. Good good job by him. Uh, um, Able Gaming. Uh, no, Tobias has not been thrown out of practices uh, for not knowing his assignments. It's not lack of it. I don't think that's it. First of all, he, he got 35 snaps yesterday. So he was second of all the wide receivers in snaps. I just don't, I'm not, it's, I don't think that's it. You know, they, they wouldn't put him out there. If, if it was that, they wouldn't play him. Notre Dame has shown they won't play him. I just don't agree with it. I don't agree. And I, and I don't, I don't, I reject. Um, Larry Brown. Uh, do do do. I think they had other options last year. Just didn't have a quarterback that saw the whole field. Um, yeah, that's a, didn't have a quarterback who they allowed to see the whole field. I don't. I bet you they weren't. A, they were a half field team last year, where they didn't like all the all the all the quick stuff we saw yesterday. That was all available to Notre Dame last year, but they didn't throw it. But they didn't put it. I don't think they put it on Drew Pine's plate. And, may, and if they did, then he didn't take advantage of it. And that's another problem. So uh, all the quick game stuff we saw last year, it was all there. Um, do, 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 do. Um, Josh Spangler. Not that I held my breath every time book Jack. Uh, oh, oh, Ian book, uh, Jack Cohen, Drew Pine through. But man, it's refreshing to have confidence back at QB1. Uh, for sure. I mean, he definitely is in control. And I think that's nice, right? It's nice to see someone in control. I don't like, I don't love comparing to other quarterbacks because um, it's just, I think we, 
we forget, you know, we forget that how it was with other people. Uh, like, I think if Sam Hartman played 37 games for another name, like he would, we'd find his warts too. And we'd lament those. Like I, he had a good game yesterday. Uh, in Jack Cohn's opener, he threw for like 370 yards and four touchdowns or whatever it was. Like he had a really good game in the opener too. So, um, so yeah. Do, 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 do. Um, I think, I think Gerard Parker will get Tobias involved early next week. I mean, he was involved yesterday. They threw him, they threw him a touchdown. If they called it, they had a touchdown for him. It was underthrown. Um, it's, it's, well, it happens. Like, I, I'm not, I'm not super worried about it. Like, I think the Tobias thing is, is like way too much. Like they, Holden stays. He didn't, what did he do? You know, he, he was blocking. They didn't throw him the ball. No one's like, where's Holden stays? Like Rico Flores, they didn't really throw the ball to him. I mean, like, no, I, I got you, Jason. You're good. You, you, I got you. I, I just think, because it's too much, it's too much in the chat right now uh, about, about him specifically. Like there's, there were a lot of players that didn't, I mean, Chris Tyree, like he caught one ball. He had another ball where he was interfered with, right? It's like, it's it's all good. It's it's all fun. Um, Jim Frank says five running backs, enough snaps for everyone. I think I think this is a question. Um, I think this is a question about is there enough snaps for everyone? I don't think that we're going to see that type of rotation week to week. Um, I just don't like. So yesterday, let's see. Yesterday you had Devin Ford got six. Jadarian Price got five. Uh, so they're the lowest. Jeremiah Love was seven. Uh, Payne with 17. And uh, Estimate with 23. So Estimate doesn't even get half the snaps again. You know, I think a lot of that had to do with the fact that he fumbled. And that's the thing for, for Audric. Listen, if we're going to have, if Notre Dame's going to have that many running backs, any of you put the ball on the ground, that's going to be a problem. I mean, Audric got 23 snaps. And they had him in in the last series of the game, <laughs> which why, why, why is he out there? But they had him in on the last series of the game. Um, uh, you think Payne and Jeremiah Love get redshirt? I do not. I don't think any of them get a redshirt. No, no way. Well, Payne's on kick return, so that's not happening. I, I don't, I don't think so. Jeremiah Love is not a five-year player. He will not be around uh, in, in his fifth season. You play him. I, I think he has to. I think he has to play. Um, yeah, I, I'm confused, C-Mac. You said Payne gets a red shirt, and then you said unless he gets hurt. I don't, I'm confused by that. Um, okay. Uh, if Love was going to red shirt, they would have saved him like Sneed. Yeah, I, he's playing. He's playing. Barring injury, he's playing. He, he, they they gave him snaps in the first half, and he, and he showed he showed out. He had four carries for forty yards. Um, he looked good. So it's just like if you're gonna. The only thing is the pass blocking, which, which I, there was the one play that I I you know again he he was he was the back in the backfield when a player came free. I don't know the assignment, so I'm not gonna speculate on that. Just generally speaking, a freshman is going to a freshman is gonna you know be behind in pass blocking and that sort of thing. So. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, Tyler says Estimate needs to hold on to the ball better. Too many fumbles, even if he hasn't lost many of them. I mean, yesterday he was obviously and – and the unfortunate thing is, you know, he fumbled on a on a big on a big run where he broke a tackle, broke into the, into the clear, and he had the ball in the quote-unquote wrong side, right? The defense is to your right. You want the ball in your left hand. Uh, but he gets it punched out. It's wet or whatever. But then they took him out, and it's, so it's like, look, you can't you can't be putting the ball on the ground like that. Um, do you think Audric switches hands if it's not wet? Maybe, maybe he does. I mean, he does like it in that hand. He that's usually the hand he's got it in. Uh, but I think it's that plus he was just he had just gotten popped right. So maybe he was a little bit like, just let me get out and go. Um, it's just an unfortunate thing. Uh, let's see. Johnny Soper. Thanks for being here, Johnny. Haven't seen you before. Uh, hope you've subscribed to the show. Hope you're having a good time. I think an underappreciated aspect of this year's schedule is the way we can ease into the season and the fact that we got Navy game out of the way first. Uh, absolutely. 100%. You know, they, they follow up Navy in Ireland with Tennessee State, who Notre Dame will handle uh, very easily next week, or at least they should, knock on wood. Uh, man, that would be a stunner, wouldn't it? Um but yeah, the, the way that they're able to ease into it, you get the first two weeks and then you've got the road game against uh, NC State, which will be a test for the team um, a lot more so than the other two games. And then you've got Central Michigan and then you've got Ohio State. So I, I think this schedule sets up a lot better um, for the team. I'm sure Tyler Buckner would have loved to uh, <laughs> would have had a similar run up last year, but um, that's the way it goes. That's the way it goes. Um, okay, so I, we we had a couple uh, we had a couple coverage takes um, in terms of NBC yesterday. Um, man, I thought I thought I thought Jason Garrett did a bad job. Um, I, I don't I don't like it. it. It's just he's he's like rooting like it, and it's not that he's rooting for Navy like against Notre Dame. Every time Notre Dame plays Navy. There is an air of the chippy underdogs. Like, hopefully, they can make this a game. It's very annoying. It's very annoying to listen to. Like, just treat them like a regular opponent. And this is a, another reason why. Um, this is another reason why I don't love playing the game at all because they get treated like they're the little giants out there. You know, I mean, Navy has been ranked before. They've been a ranked team. They've beaten Notre Dame. It's just treat them like a normal opponent. You don't have to tell me how mentally tough they are a hundred times in in two hours. You don't have to do that. Like that's it's honestly after a while it's patronizing. Like just stop, you know. And, and you know, it, Tobias is interfered with. Oh, you know, I, th I think it's a good no call. Like, is it? Is it? You know, is it a good no call that we got recovered fumbles? It's just like, oh, you know, it's it's okay. It, it's, oh, a close call. Like, tell like it is. No eagle was fine. No eagle was, I think he did a good job. Um, Yeah. Got him, got him. When two neighbor receivers are open on fourth down, like he's, he's, no one's yelling about, uh, <laughs> no one's yelling for Tobias who's running wide open. Like we're not, we're not doing that. So. I don't know. I, I don't like that coverage, and, and I and I and I thought the officials were terrible. They just did a bad job um, overall. Um, 
that's the way it goes, I suppose. It's a good thing it's 42-3, um, and you don't have to worry about that. Robert Hallecky, uh, thank you for being a long-time listener. I really appreciate that. Uh, thanks for providing this this morning after show. Perfect listen while getting morning exercise session in. Perfect. That's the point, man. That's the point of this, to get it all out, um, and then we can move on with our Sunday. Uh, NBC has too much on its plate now. Uh, I hope Notre Dame takes his TV contract to TBS when it's done. No way. No way. Because here's the other thing NBC did. They they had a they had like an NIL promo. Like you, you could contribute like $30 and, and you could. So NBC's doing the NIL thing. If NBC's doing the NIL thing, then you stick. And, and look, they, Pete Bavacqua, a former uh, NBC executive, is now the athletic director at Notre Dame are going to be after uh jack swarbrick leaves like it's just that's that's staying man that there's no way um that go away um larry brown a uh, good question you think qb2 should have played the whole fourth quarter you know if they're not gonna be throwing it it kind of doesn't matter right like it, i i understand we all want him to play but if they're just handing off, it might as well be me or you or anyone, you know, I, I, I just, if you, if they were going to play him, it needed to be in the third quarter. And I guess this is a question for, um, I guess, Marcus, if anyone wants to get into that on Monday and just what, what do they, what are you trying to get out of things with Sam Hartman back there? Um, in terms of like game's over, you know, like it's 35, nothing like that was a good point. It's 35, nothing. And you know, you've got the ball. Is that a good time for Steve Angeli? Like, is that drive because you're throwing the ball with Hartman? Like, is that a good time for Steve Angeli to give him the offense and let him actually run things, you know, but maybe, I don't know, maybe, maybe they don't feel comfortable with him in that scenario. I don't think that's, I don't think that's okay. He should be comfortable to come in in a 35-0 game against Navy if 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 you've planned the game and you've you've prepared him to go in. He has to be prepared. Any injury to Hartman, he's got to come in and play. So I, I think that was the time. If you're going to have him come in and just hand off, I don't really care if it's Hartman at that point. Um, I mean, but like to me – You've got Estime in the game. Why do you why do you want him out there? Um, so um that's kind of how I feel about it. Uh Ryan Shields says better to have Hartman continue to build chemistry with the offense and offensive line. If Hartman was three or starter, I'd say sit in fourth quarter. That's 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 not a bad point. That's a good point. You know, maybe that was the thing. You want him out there uh with the offensive line. Um, although they had the backups in. Oh, actually, no, not at that point. Not at 35 nothing. They didn't have the backups. So maybe they just wanted more reps. Listen, they didn't run a ton of plays. So maybe it's like, listen, we, we got to get more plays in. Because um, they probably would have been, if it was 35 nothing, they pulled him. It would have been under 40 plays that he's out there for. And maybe they just wanted more tape, you know, which is fair. I, I think that's I think that's a fair take. If, if, if you want more tape out there of your guys, of your starters to um, – you know, be able to work on things, try other things. They tried, uh, there were a lot of people who didn't love the uh, the screen pass that got blown up to Jabron Payne. 
but that's one that they hadn't run yet. They've probably been working on it. And they wanted to get it out there on tape. So I think that's a good point. That's a good, good job by you, Ryan, on that, on that point there. Um, what you think of the clock running after first down? Uh, when does it stop uh, in the end of the half? After So final two minutes of each half, the clock will stop like normal on first downs. Um, what do I think of it? I think that um, no one asked for this. And they they want the games to go faster because they want so it's not really a Notre Dame problem because they've usually just been the only game, but it is kind of like when Notre Dame is like a like on ESPN. So like nine o'clock kick, right? On ESPN, or for me, nine o'clock noon kick on ESPN to start every day. Well, the next games that come on are at 1230, right? And a lot what happens all the time is the morning game runs into the afternoon or the, the evening game, the three 30 kick. And so, you know, you've got to scramble to find what channel it's on. It always starts on a different channel and then it moves over. I think what they want is they want it to be smooth. It's just like that with the NFL. That's why the NFL is like that. Right. So the NFL has the 1 PM kicks and the 4 PM kicks or the, the, I'm sorry. The, now they're 4 30, 4 45 kicks, but, um, they want the games to start on time when they're supposed to on the network that they're supposed to be on. That's why they're doing it. Right. So what do I think of it? I don't like it. I, I, I think you should, cause you can't run a play. The clock's running, but you can't run a play cause they're setting the chains. So that that's the point is that that's why they stopped the clock originally. Cause it's like, if you can't run a play, then why is the clock running? We have to get set up. Notre Dame can't if you get a first down you can't run on the ball and snap it because we're setting up the chains so that's that's part of the problem you know in my opinion um but you know that they're they're gonna do what they do they don't like me and they don't care um so yeah um WK blue ball uh, I think if they score in the missed field goal position Angeli would have been out there yeah I mean, that's, that's part of it, right? Like it hurts. Um, it hurts to uh, miss a field goal. You know, they could have scored a touchdown there um, and then you get Angeli out there, but I, I, it frankly, it shouldn't have mattered in that like 35, nothing still, it's, it's still fine. Um, uh, estimating you stop filming the football. That would be good. Uh, Jason Smith says, I'm okay with that in NFL, but not my beloved college football. I mean, look, in a couple of years, we'll get used to it, and it'll just be the way that it is. You know, it just it's that's just the way that it is. Like er, any new change, everyone will be uh, averse to it. No one likes change, right? With the conferences and everything, no one likes change. But as soon as soon as it's in your life for any amount of time, it's just everyone will adjust, and that's the way it goes. Um, I thought it was interesting yesterday that Notre Dame, like they were the ones in the first half who were basically bleeding the clock on Navy because, you know, the thing with having an efficient quarterback like that and being a running team, the ball is, the clock is not stopping because you're completing passes and you're completing the ball staying in bounds. And even if it goes out of bounds, now they stop at first and then they set it and they start it up again. So if you're not having a bunch of incompletions, then the clock's gonna the clock's gonna keep going and going and going. USC's like this, right? They're a very efficient offense and they, they run the ball and Caleb Williams is very accurate. That that clock, they, they can burn clock. 
very, very fast on offense. So that's that's something to look out for with Notre Dame. Um, when when you got a really accurate and efficient quarterback, it's gonna the, the clock's gonna go. So that's something that um, we should we should keep in mind. Um, just a couple of things on the on the grades. I don't love the PFF grades. I think mostly it's just kind of a bit, but it is interesting that uh, the four the of the five highest graded players, three are wide receivers: Deion Colsey, Jaden Greathouse, and Jaden Thomas, and one's the quarterback. And I think last year it was predominantly predominantly linemen and the running backs and Michael Mayer, you know, like it was Michael Mayer, some linemen uh, every now and then drew pine, Audrey Estime or Logan Diggs, And, um, and that, that was how it usually went. Uh, got some wide receivers out there. So that's, that's good to see. Um, let's do def- some defensive grades. Uh, Javante Jean Baptiste was number one. Uh, Jack Kaiser, two Maris, three, Vitello four, Burnham five. Um, I do want to talk a little bit about the the linebackers and and how that snap counts went. We talked about it yesterday on the uh, on the morning after recap. It was noted that the only other linebacker to play beyond the starters was Jalen Sneed, and I think that this is this was a game. I think we're going to see a ton of Drake Bowen next week. I think we're going to see a ton of Jaden Osbury next week. This was a a senior game, right? We are going to play J.D. Bertrand, Maris Leofau, and Jack Kaiser a ton because um, you're playing Navy, and you want that experience against Navy, right? I would have liked to see, like especially at the end, again, once it's 35 nothing, get those freshmen out there because, look, Bertrand, Kaiser, and Marist most likely aren't on the roster next year. And you don't want to crew a linebackers who have never played the option. Okay. Now I think that they'll eventually figure it out, right? Like everyone plays the option for the first time at some point, right? They can eventually figure it out. But I think at 35 nothing, you could have gotten those guys out there. You know, at 42 nothing, could have gotten those guys out there, or 42 3 or whatever it was. Get them out there. Let them see it. Let, let them get used to the speed. I mean, obviously they've been practicing it. So I I just I would like it if um if they had gotten those guys out there. But clearly this was a game where those senior linebackers were going to get the bulk of the work. Uh Marist was absolutely on fire. Absolutely on fire. Terrific performance from him. Uh, terrific, terrific performance. Is Xander here? Uh, we had a good game. I was hoping to see some positivity from, from Xander today. I haven't seen – you know what, Jason? We haven't seen Xander in a few shows. Hopefully he's just uh, watching later, listening later. Um, like Xander, even though, even though he's – you know, he, he'll challenge you. He'll challenge convention, and I think that's fine. I think that's absolutely fine. Uh, it was great to see Christian Gray get out there. They obviously really like him. Jaden Mickey was an absolute beast in the run game. Uh, loved his run game contributions. Um, so yeah, not too much from Ben Morrison or Cam Hart, uh, which is fine, right? Keep him healthy. Keep him healthy. Uh, playing freshman helps recruiting. I think that entire performance yesterday probably helped recruiting. Like if you're a wide receiver, you love what you see. You love the variety. 
the way that they're running uh, running the ball, the number of backs they're using, the number of wide receivers they're using. Jaden Greathouse is getting in the game, catching touchdowns. Uh, Rico Flores got in the game. Uh, so it's just it, – it all it all looks good. Like, and that's the thing about having a good operation like that, a smooth operation. It's very uh, – uh, it's very it's, – it's very affirming, right? It's very affirming to see that's like, yeah, like Notre Dame's been telling me they got this really good offense and now they, they go out there and they look terrific uh, in their first game. Um, you see Deuce Knight add the score to his story. <clears throat> Are you referring to the Notre Dame score? Cause I don't, I didn't, I didn't see that. I don't, I'm not, I need to be more on, on Instagram. I'm not really on Instagram that much, um, but I need to do more of that, especially I have videos. I do videos. I should be on Instagram. Uh, so let me know Tyler, if that's what you're referring to. Uh, if you added the Notre Dame score to the Instagram story, I mean, look, uh, Matt, Matt's, I don't want to say he's, I think he thinks Notre Dame's in a good spot with Deuce Knight. And if he goes early, <clears throat> this is just my opinion. If Deuce Knight decides like soon, you know, it doesn't go into like deep into the year. Uh, I, I think, I think Notre Dame would be the pick. That's just my opinion. Just basically what it was score. Oh, Okay. So uh, apparently Deuce Knight sh uh, shared the Notre Dame score and then Sam Hartman stats. That's lovely. Uh, Cam Williams went off this weekend. Uh, Cam Williams is an absolute uh, smoke show star. Love Cam Williams. Terrific. But Micah Gilbert looks good. Logan Saldate looks good out there. Really like that. I, I, I was down on Saldate originally when I saw his sophomore tape and I thought it was junior tape. Saldate looks good. That's a solid, solid take for Notre Dame. I'm I'm in on that. Um, yeah, Cam is a dog. Cam is a dog. So, yeah, really, uh, really encouraged by that. It's 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 good vibes all the way around for the football team. Uh, Forty-two. <laughs> I was we were on the show yesterday and we were saying like Mike is he had nothing negative. There's no negatives. The only thing is the the uh, the lack of explosiveness on offense. The long play of 35 yards. You want to see them get behind the defense. You want to see them break a long run. You want to see a deep ball over the over the top, 50, 60 yards, something like that. You want to know that they can do it. Um, you see where it could come from, right? Like Tobias very easily could have had one. Uh, Chris Tyree could have uh, very easily had one. So it's there. Jeremiah Love was close a couple of times. Audrick Estime was close a couple of times. But it does need to happen. That's one thing that it does need to happen. Um and it's so that's that's the thing that I'm monitoring. You know, I hope hope to see it next week. Next week is is could be a little bit fool's gold and like how often we're gonna see that because it's hard to um it's hard to extrapolate that sometimes into like you could play a team like Tennessee State. You could you could get you could get uh you know some missed tackle stuff, like some fluky Luki explosiveness um, against a team like Tennessee State. Is that going to be sustainable over when you play tougher opponents? That'll uh, remain to be seen, but um, I will take it. I will take explosive plays from the Notre Dame team um, next weekend, no matter the opponent. Uh, but that's going to come with a caveat, no matter what happens. Is it is it going to be uh, sustainable? Um I think the defense will be excited to play uh, more of a, more of a standard team. Um, you know, 
standard offense running running plays that you can actually you know your defense is set up for they they can throw away the navy uh book uh for the rest of the year so that's good larry brown thanks man first time checking you out hit subscribe button i'll be rocking with you all season thanks larry and if this is your first time and you're not in the chat I know a lot of people, we got, we got 163 people uh, in the show right now. Um, not everyone is in the chat. A lot of people just listen. Uh, if, the, if you like what you heard, uh, hit the like, hit subscribe, hit the notification bell. Um, we're having a good time. Uh, I love, I love uh, doing this show. I love talking about the game. Um, and I think that's probably a good place to end it. Really good conversation. Thank you, everyone, for uh, being in the chat and providing uh, good content fodder for the for the show um it's always good to to check in with the people um this is how it always is right sometimes there's there's uh we we, we go heavier on stats sometimes we go really heavy in the chat um and it's heavy in the chat i like to talk to people and see how they took in the game craig d says thank you thank you craig um and so uh with that i'll be back with jamie at least on tuesday and we're gonna do we're gonna do kind of a mailbag. Um, we I don't know when we're gonna do a mailbag. We we might add a show. We might be adding a show. I'm not sure, but we'll be doing a mailbag sometime next week. When people have questions about specific plays or something like that, we can talk about that. We'll be talking about the game. They'll be on Power Hour tomorrow uh, with Mike, uh, Jamie, and I think Matt are. Um, at least Mike and Jamie talking about the game there. So there's going to be a ton of uh, content from irishsportsdaily.com. Check out irishsportsdaily.com. Uh, sign up. Sign up and be a member at irishsportsdaily.com. It's really good. We, we really love what we do. Um, so, yeah. Thank you, everyone. Have a good rest of the weekend, and we will talk to you on Thursday. <laughs>